Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Calling James Hansen iPhone. Hey, what's up, James? Hello. Hey, you ready to do this? I'm ready. It's the first time ever driving through Farmington here. Let's do it. Okay. So, um, we're doing this like driving podcast now. Uh, we're calling it the road trip. Hopefully, none of us get in a, a wreck because we're literally commuting. But we do this. Me and James, like, we commute every yeah, day. Yeah, at least my eyes are on the road. My eyes are on the road. My, my eyes my, are on the road, My heart is too, so. open, and, uh, and my jazz uh, desires are strong. Uh, the news is That's that good. Marc just got traded to Charlotte. Woo! And, and that means I think something else is coming soon. Let's hope, because my goodness, I'm tired of waiting. I, 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 go I, ahead. Do, do you, I still think this goes to the deadline, though. Do you think it goes to the deadline? Because I... Like, my, my thinking is, like, Gasol was kind of, this feels like Taming of the Shrew, where it's just like, okay, well, if you want to take out Bianca, um, you got to first get, get rid of my oldest daughter. And <laughs> that's what, that's what Mark Gasol is. Like, they're, that's like the first thing they're going to, like, because he's an expiring contract, you got to get, get him out the door. And get something for him. Well, maybe so, I don't know if there's really are there a lot of teams out there that are in the market for a starting level point guard, uh, high level starting level point guard, but also have caps cap, you know, have cap relief players like like the thing that's interesting about this trade and actually why I think Utah will eventually get it, whether it goes to deadline or if they just start it today after we finish this call, is that Utah does have a ton of expirings plus a pick. Plus, they actually need Conley. And so there's like other teams mm-hmm. that, you know, might have expirings or might have uh, a need for a starting level point guard or but they don't have all of those things. Like, let's say you're the Lakers and you'd like to have Mike Conley. Mike Conley would be a really great fit on the Lakers, but they don't really have expiring contracts, nor do they have picks to give. And I know that the Utah's pick isn't like incredibly good right now. It's 19 and Detroit's pick is better. But Utah has everything that they want, the pick, the expiring, and the need. Uh, Detroit has Reggie Jackson, which is their offer. They have a better pick, but that pick is not for sure going to be that much better as the season goes on, uh, especially with them wanting to make the playoffs. Uh, The Jazz just have everything they want. And I just, I don't know if they're waiting for something else to come through or maybe to get the Jazz to, like, pick in something else. The Jazz just gave, what, two second-round picks um, for Corver? I don't know. Maybe we can give them more yeah. cash. or Can and, we and, trade trade I, exceptions? I, like second, I don't know. It, well, well, well second-rounders aren't really worth as much. To I, I think the, the G League has really made second-rounders really not as valuable as they used to be because 
right now, like most second rounders end up going to the G League anyway, and they need about two to three years of development. And by that point, like a team has already cut bait with them. And so what ends up happening is these teams are picking up what who used to be a second rounder like two to three years ago, and they're not having to use the second rounder as an asset to draft them or whatnot. So I don't think they're like that valuable anymore. Especially when you can just go to the G League and find somebody. Or as Utah has done with like Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, Gordis Niang. Like those were those were all, you know, basically, you know, second rounder type caliber players uh-huh. who ended up either going into the G League or going foreign or um or just not making it the first go around in the NBA like Joe Ingles and then they were able to find value later on. So I so I, I think like I I don't think Conley has been traded up to this point because I think the Grizzlies' main focus has been, okay, Conley, we can make this, we can make this go. And I think Tony Jones was reporting, hey, uh, Memphis has both of these deals from Detroit and Utah just sitting in front of them. It's just up to them to make a decision. And I think they will make a decision. Um, but right now their main focus was, we need to find anybody who will take Marcus All. And get something of value. Like that's like that's priority number one. And it sounds like Charlotte is like, okay, fine, we'll bite. We 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 want to be relevant so bad, we're willing to do this. And and it's it's not and man, uh, I, I just want that deal to go through so bad. Also, I think it's hilarious uh, that New York called Utah and, and actually thought like they were going to get a favorable answer. Uh, out of well, you t- hey, Utah got two you calls like- from New York. Utah yeah. got two calls this year. They got the first call that they tried. New York tried to trade for Alec Burks. Uh, this came from Zach Lowe, and they offered the Jazz uh, Courtney Lee and a and a second round pick. With and the Jazz said, "No, we're taking a first, or we're not doing it." And that tra- trade fell through. And then, yeah, like you said, they had the Porzingis offer for Donovan Mitchell. No way. Yeah. No way. You know, wait, I think I think both times like um I think Utah made the right call with Corver. I think Corver he just is elite at at three point shooting and I think that just works out versus like Courtney Lee, who I feel like is like Rodney Hood. It's just streaky. Uh-huh. And and so I, I'm I'm a I'm I like that they've turned down the Knicks both times. But I also love how the Knicks were like, what why would why would they not want this? Especially like Porzingis, which I I do think Porzingis is is a really great player, but at the same time, that just changes Utah's identity completely overnight. This is not like, oh, we got Porzingis instead of Gobert, where you know we still have kind of this identity of we have an, a, a a shooting guard and an, and a super good uh, center. This like. Change, they become basically like the Pistons, where it's just like you have nothing on the perimeter and you have two really a good power forward and center. Uh-huh. Which makes no well, sense. Well, and I think this is just a this is just a big sign. Like the Jazz went with Corver, who's helped them win games, rather than Courtney mm-hmm. Lee, who probably would have been a nice addition. But he's thirty three, and that would have been a move the Jazz might have done three four years ago when they were trying to collect assets and things like that. The Jazz are in yeah. win now mode. That's why. They're getting Corver. They're going after Mike Conley. They're filling in the gaps instead of like helping other teams fill in the gaps. 
And that's why I think the yeah, Conley but- trade, it's only a matter of time. And maybe Memphis is just trying to get Utah to do one more thing, to throw one That's more That's what it sounds like, too. I, because the Detroit, Detroit – yeah, because the Detroit pick, like, because people are like, well, well, Detroit's could be a lot, you know, a lot better than Utah's. But thing is, once you give, give them Michael Conley, then Detroit's only two and a half games out of um, – out, what was it? Two games out of the playoffs and then four and a half games out of six in the East. Like you can rise really quick in the East, and so that pick all of a sudden well, is they, not really yeah. that valuable. Versus like Utah, uh, we we've been talking about this, you know, with the, with all the writers. Like, even if Utah makes this trade for Mike Conley, because the West is such a thunderdome of insanity, like a, a, a quick disruption to your to your chemistry and to your groove as a team, um, because Jazz would be giving up a lot of pieces to match up with Conley's salary. Um, that's enough to throw you off for a few games. And a few games in the West is the difference between like third and ninth. Uh-huh. And so, and so you oh, got to yeah. think of the Mike Con- and you got to think of the Mike Conley trade as this is, this is Utah's off season. This is their off season move. This is not like a trade deadline going for a push for the playoffs. This is their off season move. We got a third star. And so um, even if Utah might, might be thrown off, and it might barely miss the playoffs because of it. You can't grade this tr- this possible train and be like, wow, it was a complete failure. It's like, no, they got a really good player. It's just Utah might be without their guys and waiting physicals and other things. Like, for example, my my conspiracy theory is Memphis does the deal with Utah. It does it, like, right before the Phoenix game. <laughs> so that Utah has, like, no players. And they're having to play the Phoenix Suns, a game that normally would not be in the calculus of a loss, but makes it a loss. Um, I kind of wonder. So, I kind of wonder if the Jazz are waiting a little bit. I wonder if the Jazz are waiting to see what happens with Anthony Davis, because they've also been rumored to be looking at Miritich as well. And I wonder. Yeah, if, and that might be someone know. they might be able to pick up as well. And and then all of a sudden, the Pelicans go from being a team that is not not focused on Meritich and focusing on getting the Davis thing done to now they can be like, Hey, Pellies, do you want to be on a three team trade that allows us to get Meritich and we're going to move over favors and, and then uh, allows Memphis to feel like they can get a few more pieces or maybe the Pelicans can get a few more pieces out of it. So mm-hmm. there's, there's some interesting, interesting things to be, to be done here. Um, there, and, and, the other thing too is that there was a Raptors deal, like they're like the Raptors were interested in Mike Conley, which is like the biggest fake news out of out of all of them. Where during rumor season, oh, you yeah. got to be like, okay, who's let that? Like that's probably a deal that was available in the off season, and and then Memphis uh-huh. is floating it out there, being like, well, you know, uh, Toronto was interested in Mike Conley and Marcus Allner. Like, yeah, last year we were, but. <laughs> Well, because that but doesn't really that, do anything for Toronto. No, and obviously, you gotta look like, at that. Like, why would that Toronto obviously do that? Through. Yeah. Well, because they just obviously. traded us all to Charlotte, so that was obviously fake. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was fake, and that was just trying to get like Detroit and Utah to to semi panic and to be like, oh, throw everything at them, throw everything at the house. We got to get them. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Haymaker. Yeah, just they're like that. This would get because uh, Tony Jones said that Utah right now there's like a first, a second, Rubio, 
and it doesn't and exum and favors aren't part of the deal so this, that makes me think that you to make that deal when we put it together um i think you have tabo fa um grayson and and rubio like that's i think grayson is a grayson is like a low key kind of a big part of that trade too because you can like sell that as another first round pick because Grayson hasn't had a lot of opportunity to play with Utah because Utah is really yeah. good. And you're like, how's Grayson been doing? Like oh, great, great. Picks. Just don't watch him in the games. Just don't watch him in the games. <laughs> he's great. It's like, he, but here, here, check out, check out this mixtape from, uh, from so, when he's been with the stars. Killer. You're going to love exactly. it. Exactly. Really so like he's it. part of that. I mean, he's kind of a big part of that too, that they can claim, Hey, we've got this other prospect that we can develop, you know, uh, that would be big. Maybe Tony Bradley's in there. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, Tony Bradley. I don't think has a lot of value, especially if he's injured. No, right? I think that's all. That's true. He had surgery. Yeah. Well, Al Neto's and that's why finally coming be... back, and and he's probably going to be gone. Yeah, Neto comes back. <laughs> Welcome and... back, Neto. You're out. Like it, maybe there's no, maybe there's not a coincidence there that Neto's back. Who knows? Probably not. But yeah, but, uh, I, I mean, I, they, they just need like uh, net, they just need point guard depth right now. What's so crazy about this is the games feel like the backstory. They're just like, oh yeah, by the way, they're playing an actual game. I I feel like mm-hmm. the trade deadline is like an NBA 2K, how you can get wrapped up too much in the off season, like you're. You're simulating through the season just so you can have fun going after free agents. You're like, I built my team. You're like, do you want to play with them? Hell no. <laughs> Simulate to the next off season. Well, if so, Lindsay's able to get if Lindsay's able to get Conley and all he's giving up is uh, Rubio and a pick, and that's a big time win for the Jazz because it shores up a huge need. And the Jazz have seen that, like when Donovan was on the floor with. Uh, Royce O'Neal, and I know they weren't playing the biggest competition, but a few of those games were actually against tough teams. They were mm-hmm. killing it. And if you think that, I mean, Mike Conley is just a massive upgrade on Royce O'Neal, and and also you don't right. have to give up favors, so he's still tradable, or you just you say, mm-hmm. hey, Derek Favors is really good, and you know why trade him if you don't need to, uh, you know, or just trade him just to make a trade. That's big. That's really big. Yeah. Well, and that um, I think Matt Moore he he wrote um, uh, a piece today on like thirty things that teams should not do um, during the trade deadline, and one of them was uh, the Jazz should not think they shouldn't. There was like a double negative with Ricky Rubio, but they should not think they shouldn't trade Ricky Rubio. And they got and and the thing is this. <laughs> Like they and he said, it limits your your ceiling and it makes you undeniably predictable on offense. Like you can scheme against you, you don't have to worry about. Oh, Rubio. absolutely. You, you you pack the paints against against Gobert, um, and and then you and then you just cover Ingles in the corner, and then you just say, okay, Donovan, beat us. Here, Donovan, beat us it. with pull up three pointers and and floaters and with three guys in the lane and our best defender. Yeah. Good luck. You know? Yeah. That's, and that's why yeah, Don exactly. struggles sometimes. 
Yeah, and, and there's games where his talent just, he's able to supersede that. He can beat the best man and the best team. But you're also asking him to do that as a second-year player. James Harden is, wasn't asked to do that as a second-year player. Kevin Durant wasn't asked to do that as a second-year player. Uh, Chris Paul wasn't asked. Actually, he was asked to do that as a second-year player because of Charlotte Hornets were garbage. But very, very, very few top-notch players right now, if you look at the top five players, top ten players um, in the league right now, were asked to do that during just their second season in the league. And that's what Donovan Mitchell is being asked to do on a night in and night out basis. Like Sixers fans who are like Ben Simmons, like he he's not asked to do that. He has Joel Embiid, he has Jimmy Butler. Um, you look at G, uh, 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 Giannis, same thing. That's it. he's able to that he he's just able to have that. Like it, it's not. Um, it, it's not the same. It's not the same thing that Donovan Mitchell is having to do, and the expectations of what Donovan Mitchell is is having having to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think one. La- I mean, and I'm getting actually close to being home here, but uh, one of the last things to realize too is Conley's a great culture fit. Um, one of the things about trading Ricky Rubio that is a big deal is that he is a great locker room presence. He's a big culture. Uh, player. I, that's part of the why it would be nice for Memphis to have Rubio is like if you're losing a big time guy in Conley who's beloved in Memphis, you replace him with Ricky Rubio who, you know, is Saint Rubio yeah. and it makes things a little and easier for them. he's a strong locker room guy. He's a strong locker room guy because they're going to be going through a lot of L's and you're going to need somebody are, like and- that to, to be able to go up to Jaron Jackson and these other young players up Presumably, they're getting from Charlotte and either Utah or Detroit and just be like, hey, guys, it's okay. And Rubio's a good fit there. If they want to overpay on him to be able to have a good culture moving forward. Um, well, and he's also good at yeah. setting up uh, Jaron Jackson for the next year or two if they want mm-hmm. to give him another co- contract, you know, or they just get the expiring. Um, either way, he's a nice landing spot. And then on the other side of the coin, you've got Mike Conley, who's a great guy, great locker room presence that will come into Utah and not be a locker room problem. That you know that like one of the strengths of the Jazz team is that they enjoy each other. There isn't a locker room cancer in there that kind of brings everyone else down. Uh, Conley will fit right in and be a great, you know, bring leadership. He can mentor Donovan in ways that maybe Rubio couldn't and and teach him some things and it's just a perfect fit in so many ways the jazz really need it it's they need to make it happen goodbye